Yeah. <laughs> Did you want a tissue? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's, a, it's a habit. I'll be out of habit. Yeah. Okay. And that sounds really bad. I, I don't like. It's not anything. I'm just not. Incriminate yourselves. Yeah. yeah. on the concrete podcast guys hello it's that simple to be here <laughs> yeah. uh, would you like to introduce yourselves so i don't do a terrible um, job of introducing you uh, i'm daisy i'm owen uh, we're from what we call now access creative, creative events. events we changed it yeah the new year. recently <laughs> we used to just be acc but then we realized that there's, a, there's an event team in norwich as well i think uh, it's norwich yeah. so we, we changed it because it was like oh so the worst part of setting up anything nowadays is just trying to figure out a name. Yeah. Because oh, everything, it's like, oh, I want this Twitter handle. No, I can't use that. Yeah. I want this bit. No, I can't use that. Yeah. We had one name that was like come by one of our teachers and everyone but him thought it was shit. It was, <laughs> what was it? It was, right, at our college. Because, yeah, we go to Access Creative College up the road. Yep. And for years, there's been like the running joke of having really bad internet. And it's just always crashing. Right. And so he came up with the idea of 404 Productions. Okay. And we were like, oh. He said at first uh, we were like, yeah, that's right. But then we were like, do uh, we really want the name to be about something bad about the college? When it has, especially when it has nothing to do with events. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I like it like as, a, as an idea. But yeah, I could see that down the line. But yeah. then we also <laughs> found out that there was other people called 404 right. Productions. I think there is, there is another, like event company called yeah. AC but I think that's more ace than not active yeah. creative events so I sort of completely ignored it and same thing. I know when we did our like final year show at the uni I wanted to call it results may vary and no one would let me have that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh we don't want to start on a negative and I'm like, alright, oh, fair enough. I guess there is kind of the line between something a bit quirky and then something that's like, oh yeah, we're really bad but like we're masking it with something else. Yes. That's fair. So what do you guys actually do, for anyone who doesn't know? Um, we're a student event team mm-hmm. uh, at Access Creative. Um, <coughs> and me. we kind of got lucky because there's only five of us on the course. It's the event production course. Mm-hmm. So we basically function as a small team anyway, whether or not we had to form them. So right. we got kind of lucky with that. Um, and we all sort of f- fell into our own different parts of running events and that kind of thing because we mainly do like gigs and that okay so things like the event we're doing with you is a bit different for us yeah and like with gigs so yeah as I said there's five of us on the team there's myself Daisy mm-hmm. our friend Matt our friend Lewis and our friend Ollie and we all sort of do our things with like gigs mainly mm-hmm. yeah. so I'll always do sound because that's what I'm best at mm-hmm. I'll also work with stage management as well but that's also run by Lewis and then Days will do like events organising. Our friend Matt will do lights, and then Ollie will do whatever we tell him to. <laughs> he, he's good with video. He he's very good video with video. For us. Um, I think especially with the we've got the event coming up, mm-hmm. um, Artistic Rebellion. Yeah. Uh, Which is like a it's like an art event. Yeah, yeah. As far it's like as art I and zine it. sort of fate almost. Yeah. Um, that was like a real risk to actually put that out mm. because. Being a music college yeah. full of musicians, we just do music events, we just do live gigs and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and with that, we sort of developed our skills in the areas that come with that. But doing something that's completely different, where there's no sound really, no lights, no video, yeah. to a point, no stage, 
it's easier, right? right. <laughs> you would think. <laughs> you, you would, one would think. Um, the right. only the only role really that would stay the same is management. Yeah. So I guess I kind of got lucky there, but it's sort of more designating roles that people would on the team would still be good at despite the fact that they don't do it all the time so we've got um like communication and right. like curating and stuff i mean luckily we do have buskers from the college mm. at the event okay. so that's sort of yours and lewis's job yeah. um but a, lo- a lot of it is sort of based around communication and marketing more than anything because i mean we're not especially creating anything for the event in terms of art and anything um many of the posters which you helped with thank you very much for that you saved our asses yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh so it, it's just delegation of roles that we might be able to do, really. So is this like <clears throat> actually just part of your course, or was this just something you guys decided to do off your own it back? It, it was, a, it was a bit of both. Okay. We had to do an event, yeah. yeah, and with one of our lessons, we were doing arts in the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sort of been the unit was based around arts in the community and yeah. its history and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, uh, like the lesson was like I can't remember the name of the place. That place in I do Scotland. I can't remember the name. Where, like, uh, basically, they were going to have a motorway built. Oh, hang on. I'll, get you right? I'll get you a thing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they were going to have like a motorway built through their town, <laughs> like their like little town that's going to completely split the community here okay. into like east and west. Yeah. Type. <laughs> like that, and the way they stopped it was that they all came together, put on an arts and community type yeah. thing, and. My personal favourite thing that they did was Motorway the Musical, Motorway which I the love. Musical. They literally did like a whole <laughs> musical about how it would affect yeah. them and all that, and they got the motorway stopped being built. It went around them instead. Okay. And with that, we were like, oh, we could actually like do something different because mm-hmm. we so as I said, we always do gigs. Yeah. So we always just fell into. That's why I was saying it's a bit more difficult to plan this. Yeah. Because we'd never done it. And okay. it was, when we did gigs, it was like, oh, same old rhythm, Yeah. everyone do this, everyone do this, we can use the same spreadsheets as we do before, same risk assessments, etc. Yeah. I suppose it was pretty good um, that it was completely different, because it put a challenge on us to actually... Um... Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's kind of, in a way, you've set out to challenge yourselves mm. yeah. by doing this. I mean, I might just yeah, go. This. Yeah, go. <laughs> um, I mean, I was, <laughs> I was actually watching your... Um, video on challenge and that kind of thing yesterday um that, that sounds i always really get worried when people like, really i've been creepy. watching you watching <laughs> um no i was watching it and i was thinking because i've been thinking the same sort of thing about how you it, it's a challenge is only f- fun and good if you actually enjoy the thing you're telling you're challenging yourself to do hmm. so like obviously this was a huge challenge because there's so much new stuff yeah. and we, that we're completely just didn't know about it. a lot of stuff was very up in the air and very vague because none of us have really been into that sort of scene either okay you know, it's very new thing i mean even the the venue we only found about existed like last october mm-hmm. okay um so it was quite a lot of it was very spontaneous mm-hmm. um there was a lot of research that had gone into actually the artists and stuff like that and it, it we i think something that i've definitely learned about it is Make a work plan before you actually start working on it, because otherwise you're just doing it as you go along, which is what yeah. we've been doing really. Um, and thank goodness it sort of worked out in our favour a bit with it. But it was sort of we'd come up with, we'd sort of planned who we kind of wanted to be involved with it and stuff before we came up with like the name and stuff like that. Like, so we had to put that on the backbone while we made the name and then mm-hmm. we contact you guys. And then obviously there were issues with communication that we had with some other people. Um, 
so there were obviously it's blips and stuff like that um but i guess you could expect that with any kind of event i mean we've had it with every event we've done there's been an issue or something yeah. but we've managed Nothing to solve it smoothly no. yeah well that's a lot of live events isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the smoothest thing we've ever done was i think uh the event that you were tasked to run because last year we had yeah. three separate units for tech management and marketing okay and so we'd sort of we had a few more people on the course last year we had about 11 or 12 i thought no it was just like it was just five people. alex aaron Oh God, I feel mm-hmm. bad. He's making your course bigger and bigger. Yeah. Well, it, it, it was bigger <laughs> last year, people. but some people move courses. And yeah, yeah, I mean, that happens here. Yeah. Well. Um, yeah. So we sort of split into groups, and so yeah. like one person would manage one, and then the others would do the tech and marketing. Um, and the one that you guys actually got tech to yeah, manage. Yeah, we did a uh, EDM, electronica, hip-hop type event. Okay. And there was, I think, seven, maybe six performers. And... We did it at the Blue Room. Do you have Blue Room? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 we did yes. it there. And we put the curtains across, so it separated the stage in half. Okay. And behind it, we had, like, tables that everyone's already pre-set up their stuff on and, like, got it working and tested it. And so one person would finish, yeah. we'd take their table back, we'd bring the next one out, and so it'd just be, like, two auxes into two DI boxes, and that yeah. was it really ready to go. And That's it was cool. literally, like... We planned for like 10 minute changeovers yeah. and then we ended half an hour early because the changeovers were like five minutes. I think that was probably literally the smoothest run thing that we've yeah. ever done. And that surprised me because it was it was a step away from the usual sort of band set up and then they just get on and come off. Yeah. But the issue with bands is that they'd sometimes run over time or under so then we'd have to adjust to that. But considering the fact that we had to like pick up tables, move the curtains, bring them back, bring the other ones forward, make sure everything was plugged in properly and then get everybody out. Yeah. It went really, really well. The only mm. pitfall really was getting people in right. because obviously n- not that many people are going to be interested in an EDM thing at, on a five, o'clock, at five o'clock on a Wednesday night up the hill. Uh, I mean, that's what you want, right? Like half house, <laughs> yeah. five o'clock on a Wednesday. It was, like, me and, it was me, Matt and Ollie that had to run that event and yeah. we had to come up with like the idea for it and all and we were like right well what event are we going to do that's different to what's been done because mm-hmm. we were just going to do like the normal gig but put like a small spin on it but then we were like well let's actually make it different and then mm-hmm. Oliver who's really into like EDM and stuff like that suggested it and then he did nothing when he was looking at <laughs> 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 well, he, was, he was performing to be fair yeah he did okay. perform he did a lot in terms of the music because because yeah. he he out of all of us is the one who sort of knows about that kind of thing so he spoke to um a lot of the people playing and stuff and ex- explaining and mm. helping him out a bit so that was really good mm. which we had one artist that was going to play but he dropped out like a couple of days before and so one of our teachers leanne her boyfriend like <laughs> stepped in and just played a full 40 minute jungle set <laughs> And it was just like, know, like, everyone else was doing like side trance and stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah. he just went, ah, pulled out two DJ decks and just played Jungle for 40 minutes. I don't know what it is about like hidden jungle DJs, but I've met like four in the last yeah. year who like, you just meet them and like, yeah, I'm an accountant or I do whatever. And we're like, so, oh, yeah, but I'm also really into jungle. <laughs> it's <laughs> a secret thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but yeah, I don't even know what he does. <laughs> the I don't know. I've not, I've seen him like twice in my entire life. Yeah, so. but... 
yeah, he stepped in. That was great because I'm a massive jungle fan. So I was just like, I, I was doing sound. I didn't even know that. So, yeah, I Secret jungle fan. <laughs> Ignore the slipknot. Few years down the line. Jungle we'll just... <laughs> But uh, yeah, and so I, I was doing sound at that event, yeah. and he was just like playing it, and I was sat at the back, like, jamming. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with those projects, I mean, because obviously there were three separate events, and I think there was one, there was that one, yeah. and then there was another one at college because last year because it went through like a whole like revamp over the summer mm. so last year there was no big performance space really so we had to use the student sort of common room um so that was held there and your band played i did uh, play yeah a really awkward um was this an acoustic, acoustic set? yeah yeah, yeah. You're, you're i'm in the ska punk band and so okay. it doesn't really translate to acoustic <laughs> yeah an acoustic well. set of that yeah. doesn't really <laughs> we've done a couple but it, yeah. it was a bit i mean thankfully <laughs> now um Everywhere's been revamped, so now we've got like a big workshop with all yeah. our like trusts and lights and everything, so it's really cool. And I get to brag to my dad about it. Um, yes. But the one that I did um, for the management, I think I was on a team with Lewis and Josh. That's the other person that was. Josh, yeah. Uh, Josh. Um, and I did, I did most of it, but the first, t- it was, I think that was a bit of a bump, mm-hmm. mainly because that was the first event I'd ever sort of organised and run mainly by myself. Uh, and the first time that it ran, it got cancelled. So there was that. That was, that that was, was because like we have a full like truss set up with lights that we yeah. take there and we set up. And it was our first time setting it up to its full scale, which is full scale is four by four by four meters. Okay, yeah, and that's, so that's large. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was our first time setting it up at that size. Yeah. and so obviously there was going to be issues. some issues yeah. with it and. Because some, some. <laughs> it was basically we put entirely the wrong way around yeah. it? all of the um there was this like uh six plug um like extension cables all right. daisy chained into one thing and then paul came and saw it and we were already running like two hours late and it was like i'm gonna have to there's no way yeah. i'm gonna have to cancel it so i took that a little bit hard just because i'd put all the work yeah, into yeah. it but luckily we did it when did we do it we did it like two weeks later it, yeah. it was like the 24th or something like that of yeah. Uh, February because it was sort of branded as like a Valentine's thing because right. it was on Valentine's Day I think or the day before uh, it was the day before yeah um, so we, <laughs> I think we just we just we kept the name and just wrote take two underneath <laughs> it because we were like there's not much we can change really just and then it, own your mistake <laughs> but I mean something good about it as well is I didn't after the fact and after we redid it I didn't see it as that big of a problem mm. it, it's, it's hard to explain it even though the whole thing had got cancelled, even though I'd planned it all, I saw it more as something I can put in my evaluation to be like, oh yeah, so yeah. this happened, but now we know what to do next time or what not not to do next time. Yeah. And we've learned how to like rig lights properly and stuff like that. Um, so I saw it more as a positive than a negative, really. So I'm kind of curious, like, so you mentioned, obviously, you're in a band. Yeah. You a musician as well? No, I'm not. I play what? a bit of ukulele, but I don't Why go into events? Well, well here's than, the thing. Rather than like music production, he didn't or... choose to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, we, well, I've always been into like sound. I've always right. wanted to do live engineering and recording, etc. And I do that now at college. Mm. But when we joined, we joined on a sound engineering course. Okay. Which we did the first year of, and then the second year of it got cancelled. Right. And instead, he was that our tutor was like, "You have an option. You either go to." music production mm-hmm. or you go to events management right which for me it was like because i 
just like doing sound at the time. I was like, I just want to do sound. Yeah. And both of them were just as like close and far away from doing what I wanted because yeah. I either did live sound or I did studio stuff. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty much my choices. And I was like, I'll probably be more employable by the end of it and understand a lot of more of the inner workings of it yeah. if I do events management instead. I mean, I was pretty mad at it at first because... Yeah, we all were. Well, yeah, you were. Because <laughs> in, in, in our first year when we did sound engineering, um, I actually, for the first sort of six weeks, I was at Lincoln College mm. instead, doing pretty much the same thing as we do now, except it was more theatre-based. Right. And I really didn't like it. And it was like I left... At, on the week of like the cutoff before you could leave and like all of these assignments were due for the next week and I was like oh my god I made the decision in a week to just go to Access instead because right. I was like oh my god okay. I'm so overwhelmed I'm out. <laughs> and so luckily they took me on um, and then so obviously we did sound engineering and then it was sort of we'd enrolled to go on the second year and then came back and then realised yeah. that one of the guys was leaving to go on music production yeah. hmm. so there was only three of us and he was like well we can't really run it with three people right. so we just moved us because quite a few people had enrolled enrolled on it so we enrolled when we came back um, it, so obviously I was mad because I was like oh I literally left Lincoln College for this like yeah. I hope I don't hate it yeah. uh, and I ended up like finding what I actually wanted to do because at first I mean the, the, the whole reason I'm here is because of accidents and accidents like I picked mm. the wrong GCSE and that's why I'm here Right. like pretty much <laughs> um, but I at first was just like I'll just find something in a venue doing sound for like the rest of my life. Like I was, I wasn't really passionate about it and I didn't have much drive to do it. Okay. It was kind of just because I knew a bit about it and there's nothing else I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, but once we started doing it and I found that I had that sort of leadership skill in me kind of not to like two men horn or anything. Um, and found that I enjoyed more of the organization and the actual planning of it and running it. And I found yeah. that that was more rewarding than do just doing sound at okay. a venue or whatever. Um, so I became a lot more content with it, um, really, and I'm happy that I did it because otherwise I wouldn't be doing this. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I guess just that because I'm in a band and stuff, I think yeah. that's why I sort of started doing like sound and that because I've since like probably year seven, mm-hmm. so like when I was like eleven, I've always loved music. Like I started playing bass when I was like eleven mm-hmm. because of Rage Against the Machine. Big up. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, so because of that, I've always wanted to do music or something in it. And so, like, I do sound, I do stage management as well. I perform, mm-hmm. and I help like friends in that with like teching of like guitars, help set them up, etc. And yeah, just for me, anything to do with music and events, I'm happy to do. That's why I didn't really mind as much with yeah. moving courses because it was like, well. Altogether, it would just make me more employable in a bigger sector of work rather yeah. than just being like, oh, I only do sound. Now it's like, oh, I can do stage management, I can do a risk assessment for you, etc. all that yeah. stuff. It's definitely kind of jack-of-all-trades kind of situation. Yeah, yeah. master if you, of none. If you, Yeah, if you have, like, your foot in, like, management and lights and sound and marketing and all this, mm. and, like, video and all that sort of thing, then people are going to look at it and be like, oh, they can do all this stuff. Yeah. It might be a little bit better just in case you need them rather than someone's like, I only do sound, I don't know how to do anything else. Yeah. Um... You're, you're a bit more useful. forward-facing yeah. in the, that role as well. And it, it stops the sort of prejudice of like, oh, like like if you're, say, a marketer and you don't really know about the tech side and stuff, you might disregard it and yeah. stuff. A lot of, uh, something we've noticed from doing live events and stuff is that a lot of musicians can tend to 
not really think about the planning process and the mm-hmm. tech. So mm-hmm. they'll kind of rock up with all these ideas or like they'll want to just do this, do their own thing. Yeah. And we kind of have to say like, step back a bit. Like you can't kind of can't just wing it because we have to know to be able to make sure that you can do these things. Yeah. Um, I mean, like the thing which always scares me about event management is dealing with yeah. artists. I mean, we've, <laughs> we've definitely had that and we've definitely had our fair share of nasty comments about um, pulling people off early and that kind of thing when really right. it was like, well... They kind of like they, they overran like we had yeah. to and all that all that sort of thing and taking it personally when really it's just about we have a whole event to run it's not just about this band yeah um and we sort of have to sort of take it in stride and be like well yeah you can like bitch them out all you want but there's nothing we can do and we're just doing our jobs like mm-hmm. if you care that much then you come and do it and give us a break for once like that's sort of the mindset that I have at least because there's no point in sitting and getting mad about it when you know that you didn't do anything wrong especially in those situations. I know, I just deal with performers. <laughs> yeah. How I how I would want to be treated okay. at, as a musician, as a yeah. performing artist. So, like, with doing, like, sound and stage management, it'll always be, like, a band will finish or meet the desk or run to the sides, like, talk to the band, and I'm like, right, when they're getting, while they're taking all of their stuff on, get your stuff ready to go on mm-hmm. so you can go on as fast as possible. Don't go on there with, like, your gig bags, etc., and start setting up on stage, set up here, just go on there, put it down. It definitely helps that you have a bit more know-how on yeah. actual performance as well as uh, dealing with the artist because then you they know that you know your stuff because yeah. um, you do stuff like sort of all over the country, really. Mm. Um, so that, And a lot of the time they know that, so they say, okay, this guy kind of knows what he's talking about, we should probably listen to him, rather than like me. So yeah. I, I, don't, I don't perform, I sort of just potter about with like a clipboard and they, yeah. just, they just look at me and they're like, okay, and I'm yeah. like, that's, that's something I had to deal with a lot last year. Ooh. Um, <laughs> being on a team with nothing but men. Oh, yeah. And yeah. previously having no that. leadership roles yeah. can be a bit of a challenge. So I really had to tell people to shut up and listen to what I was saying a lot. You included. Yeah. You're not exempt. Oh, no. You're was... not exempt. <laughs> I wasn't as bad, but I was still You weren't bad. as bad, but I said yeah. to tell you to shut up a few times yeah. so you'd be sulking for the rest of the lesson. But that was definitely something that I had to deal with yeah. now and then. Um, but it was encouraging. I mean... Liana, sort of management tutor, was quite encouraging with it, and she'd say like, "It is good that you're doing this, but maybe don't be so mean to them." <laughs> but I was because at, at first I had to be kind of mean for yeah. you guys to listen to me, and then yeah. I kind of didn't really think about it once you guys did start listening to me. So I still kept being mean. But I try not to be as mean to you guys now because I don't really have to anymore. I mean, I, I kind of I, I attend <clears throat> a fair amount of events, which are like usually art based, like print based and stuff like that. And I never envy anyone who is arranging or organising mm, yeah. any events because you just see them flying around. Yeah. And I'm sitting there just like, I mean, I'll get a table. I guess I'll just put my stuff on the table mm. and then I'm I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's the thing. I mean, you probably see that um, when we do ours. I'll, yeah. I'll probably be the one flying about. Uh, I usually tend to be. Um, but it. I mean, I guess some people will think like, oh, God, God, I'm glad I'm not in your position, you know, all this yeah. stuff to do. I mean, my, my planner is like chock at the moment. There's so much stuff to do. But I don't feel like there's loads to do and I don't mm. feel overwhelmed with it because I, I enjoy it. So I don't mind whisking about doing God knows what all the time. Have you guys had to think then with like kind of a Europe coming event, which obviously have passed by the time this goes out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you have you kind of had to think about it completely differently to how you do a regular, or are you finding that you you're basically just able to follow the same it, plan but I different? It's a mix of both. Yeah. Like it's <clears throat> we've had to completely change like how we would message like artists like yourself. Hmm. We had to approach that differently because normally it'd just be like, 
oh, we'd put a post out on like our college's yep. group, and then some people message us, etc. Whereas this, it was a lot more like because it's like alternative art, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah, it was we had to seek out people. Mm. So I already like followed some people that. Yeah, we I mean, have. luckily, like a lot of the time, like we we sort of. Um follow most of the people that we've got coming anyway and like mm-hmm. they um like we spoke to harriet um uh, because we'd followed her for a while and she um took some photos for your band and stuff yeah. um and she messaged me actually after i messaged her and was like oh yeah check out this guy and we were like oh yeah that's you like oh. <laughs> like we already messaged him and she was like oh nice okay uh, so we because we, like we didn't know much about art and stuff in lincoln yeah. the way that we got like half of the people that are doing it was literally just searching on like instagram just like lincoln art yeah and then just searching through that that's how i found yeah. yourself instagram's probably the best way to do yeah. it though because it's yeah. literally you know especially if you're an artist or something it's just a photo portfolio as mm. as a social media it's so yeah. easy to see what somebody does just because it's all picture based i do find it's kind of interesting because like it's strange how you can you have the music scene in, mm. in lincolnshire you have the the visual art scene and you have like the poetry scene and despite them all being very creative and overlapping, they are completely distinct yeah. from one another. And yeah, like I, I have no idea how a band promotes itself mm. because everything I promote, like you say, is visual. I can just slap it on the internet and be like, yeah, look at this. This yeah. is what yeah. I do. Whereas bands are just like, oh, you've you got to play a track. And I'm like, yeah, but that's going to use data on my phone. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to play this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yours is, I mean, I, even, even me, like I go to a music college and I work musicians all the time. Mm. Uh, but I wouldn't know where to start if I made a song and tried to promote it. I just like put in a soundcloud and post something on Facebook and be like, "Please listen to my song." Yeah, but, that's pretty I mean, much as much as it goes. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> record something, mix it, etc., yeah. release it, and then just beg. Beg. <laughs> I mean, I have seen because obviously uh, I've been around you longer than your band has. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I've seen you guys go from like this sort of bunch of college guys who sort of slap themselves together to like actually doing stuff like across the country with like some pretty big bands in in, in the scene in at the least scene. yeah it's, um, it's not like we're a big band we're in like the diy punk scene so we literally play yeah. like little like we played alley cat a couple times right rip alley cat in peace but uh, <laughs> as great, everywhere it does seem like. great, <laughs> yeah. great bar but yeah but uh yeah so we're very used to just like playing to no one yeah because that's just what it's like being a DIY punk scene. You get some people that come in regularly. That's why Alley Cat were good. Because mm-hmm. there was a lot of people that would be like, oh, there's a gig happening at Alley Cat. And they would always go. Yeah. And you don't really get that everywhere. Like, there's been a couple of times where we've literally just played to like the other bands playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, with that, you've kind of got to like, still go for it. Yeah. Like, how I've always performed as well as like, play for the audience that you want, not the one that you have. Because if you play for like, like, if there's like four people in the room and it's yep. just the next band, like that can suck, yeah. But you still got to like yeah. play how you want to play, mm. and yeah. you don't just want to get like bummed out because there's only four people and just like stand there doing nothing. Well, it's practice, isn't it? Yeah, so, like yeah. most of the time that kind of works in your favour. But there are times where it kind of doesn't. For example, the Christmas market. <laughs> Because uh, we did the. Um... Wait, did you play a punk set at the Christmas market and I missed it? <laughs> no, I, I was I was covering bass in one was... of my friends' bands and it was no, like it was a your band. No, it wasn't blank oh. headspace. Right. I know Tom was there. Blank headspace isn't the most uh, family friendly band. Our first EP 
just has lots and lots of uh, references to Spice. Of course. Because it was when the whole Spice Wars in Lincoln was happening, and we, right. when we were writing it, like, last year. And... <laughs> Keep it topical. Is, yeah. <laughs> so, 2018 at the Blue like, I think yeah. it was. Yeah, it was like really late 2018. Yeah. And we were like, okay, got to keep it friendly, friendly. Let's not play with that band. So yeah. I played with our guitarist Tom's other band. And I covered bass. <laughs> and it was like a pop punk set. Right. And we went on after the acoustic act. At like 2pm like, in the afternoon. 2pm. <laughs> loads of people, like old ladies, just like yeah. eating cake, having tea. <laughs> We go on, play like two songs, entire room empties. Oh, wow. I distinctly remember. <laughs> That's almost impressive. Turning around before you started, seeing all these people, all these sort of older people hanging out in there and thing, mm. turning, watching your set, it finishing, turning around, and it only being the teachers. Wow. And like the rest of us. And, then, and I was like, okay. It's not even like we were subtle with it. Yeah. Like, um, my friend Tom, at the time, he had a mohawk. Right. Like a big green mohawk. <laughs> so it was like, we weren't subtle. <laughs> You can't really wander on stage with a massive hair in front of an old people audience and expect it to just like, yeah, this is what I'll came in and spent seven hours knitting a scarf, so I really do respect that. Oh, yeah. she walked in in the morning, sat down, got a, like, a teapot of tea, yeah. and just started knitting. And she knitted herself a scarf, put the scarf on, and left. <laughs> I wish that was me, because I, I did try and do something, and it never worked out. But... She was really there for so long. I respect her. I respect yeah. her, I, yeah. I don't judge her all. But yeah, we like the Christmas market, as you mentioned, not not the last one, the one before. Well, there wasn't a last one. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. We, got, we got told they were doing something else, and then it turned out um, it was closed. Yeah. The venue we used was closed. Yeah, like, so. we worked at the Blue Room again, and we were putting bands and that on there. And there was one band that was a twenty-piece ukulele orchestra. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and. The stage at the Blue Room, it's a big stage. Yeah. But when you have a drum kit on there and all the guitar amps and the keyboard, yeah. it suddenly gets a lot smaller. And then we just had like 20 people all just like squashed up next to yeah. each other, like playing. Oh, that was, that was another like set of people there. I'm not even sure how many there were, but they there was like a big band with like ukuleles. It was another ukulele band. I think there were two ukuleles. There, there was two, there's two big ukulele bands in Lincoln. <laughs> But one of them has a brass section. Okay. And so we I didn't have enough. We did not have enough room on the stage right. for said brass section. So they just had to like stand in front. Right. And because of that, one of them was just like I was talking to him before, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I don't know how this is going to go because we've always been on the stage <laughs> with everyone." And I was like, "Well, just." Make Remember people it. look at you instead. I don't and think I was there for that one. I think there were a few days I couldn't get in. Because yeah, was that was like, like a Sunday. Yeah, because my, my bus just doesn't run on a Sunday, which mm. is great. Um, yeah, that's a thing. Public transport, that's a real pain in the ass. Especially because like, we don't drive. Yeah. And so, not yet. Not yet. And um, so getting anywhere is just like, oh, can I get a bus there? I was going to yeah. say, like, so you guys live outside of Lincoln. Yeah. But... Do like the main stuff you do is is actually in Lincoln? Yeah, yeah normally it's, we yeah. heavily rely on buses. I mean, obviously on Sundays we try not to do anything because I can't get in and I'm mm. not the manager, so I, I don't. Um, but I mean, your bus is pretty reliable. Your your bus runs from like half six until like ten o'clock at oh, night yeah, cause from I'm on, here, so it's I'm fine. on like a main bus route. Obviously, I escape yeah. to Lincoln. That's literally like from. Five o'clock both ways until nine o'clock. Yeah, but I mean, too skag for me. The last bus into Lincoln is at like half past four, and then the last bus get bus bus out. Um, 
is at six. So right. there's nothing I can do after that. So I tend to just get go to your house because yeah. it's just easier. Which, um, even with it, I've got to like get the bus at like nine. Yeah, like that's the last bus. It's expensive. Buses yeah. are and expensive. Like, we so have to use them all the time. We always have to like end gigs at like eight. Right, <laughs> and yeah. then just like pack up as much as we can in like half an hour. And now yeah. I've just got to go. I've got to go. Yeah, because yeah. obviously we're normally working at like the blue room. Yeah, yeah. So you got to which, come all the way down the hill. Yeah, I've got to come all the way down the hill, which it's not that far. But oh, it kills your feet though. It hurts. It's fine on the way up, but when you're coming down, because you're slamming your feet on the yeah. floor because it's so steep, it hurts. Yeah. I'm just going to ask, because it's something which kind of came up with previous guests who are musicians. How do you find finding venues in Lincoln? Well, there's a handful that that I know of and I've been to gigs and that and played. Uh, like, Alley Cat was good for Alley Cat music. was sort of the main one. I mean, that's yeah. the main one you've played at. Yeah, it's like, I've played Alley Cat like four or five times. Yeah. And so that was always going to be like the plan for gigs and that outside of college stuff mm-hmm. that we already have and then uh, we went to at Mansions of the Future mm-hmm. a event there it was the same day as Zine Punk Fest Aesthetics and Sexualities I think it was yeah. called oh yeah I remember, was, um, remember that the Punk Scholars Network I yeah. think who did it um, but that's how we found it which I found because the, there was a band that played called Kermes mm-hmm. which we'd seen a year before at Alley Cat right. and we'd started following and they posted the picture up on their Instagram and I was like oh Lincoln <laughs> yeah. so I sent it to you and that's how we found it and then we were talking to some of the people there from Punk Scholars Network yeah. mm-hmm. and they were like oh yeah it's free to book it's completely accessible by everyone like, have you been to yeah like, yeah I've well, done a couple of things yeah. the massive ramp room yes it's <laughs> the whole thing is one of the most accessible places yeah. and that was partly the reason that yeah. we chose it because yeah. everything's a, everything is a ramp away I can't remember if there is a step to get in the front door though something in my heart tells me that there is but I'm not sure because that would be a bit (laughs) self-defeating yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I mean we spoke to uh, uh, the lady who runs Zinefest Lou Mm -hmm. as well she's going to be at our event um, doing like a workshop and Shan's going to be there too Um, because she actually mentioned that she spoke to you at the weekend about it about this so um yeah, a lot, a lot like bands, you find that if anyone illustrates, you know everyone else who illustrates. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we got kind of lucky um, going there because I mean, we're kind of lucky because it's right by the train station and the bus mm-hmm. station as well. Um, so that's why we're sort of planning on flyering because we're just going to send some people out to like the train station and stuff and get them to fly, and hopefully people will say, "Oh, it's right there. Mm. Let's pop in." Because we're, we're like fingers crossing for the marketing because it's never really been our strong point. Okay. Um, as is shown from like previous things that we've done with college, um, the EVM gig. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was like, a very. Angry it was a poor email. turnout for a really good event. Yeah, um, and a very angry email. Were, and a lot of cheeseburgers. When, <laughs> when that happened, <laughs> this is a weird setup. Okay. When that event happened, uh, obviously it was at five p.m. Right. on a Wednesday yeah. up the hill. Yeah. So there wasn't going to be a big turnout anyway. And then, I can't remember who was doing the marketing. Me. Was it you? <laughs> and I was awful at it. <laughs> they didn't market very well. <laughs> and uh, because of that, there was poor turnout. Yeah. And then one of the artists that played, his girlfriend sent a very angry email to our course manager at the time. Okay. And he read it. And then he was like, 
Well, I'm going to have my McDonald's before I reply. Apparently, because... Um, <laughs> he, he Priorities. He got really angry, and then he just went to McDonald's, bought three cheeseburgers, <laughs> ate them, and then went... Okay, I'm ready to reply. <laughs> this is this is. I'm not sure if this actually happened. Like we heard this from like a group of other okay. people. So no, no, he might told not... me. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, in that case. I mean, I'd yeah, want to believe it happened. For <laughs> I mean, just a disclaimer: no hard feelings to the people who emailed him. We don't care. Yeah, just no. in case yeah. we see this. <laughs> We're not bitching, we don't care. We, we, we don't care, it was just a bit of a giggle at the time. Yeah. Because yeah. it was just like, well, do you want to market? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's we've, we've said that a lot, just would you like to come and do it? Because, yeah. mm. I mean... Especially in our first year. We've definitely been called incompetent right. by people's parents. Okay. But, but that's parents. Like, well, parents well, well what do you want us to do? Like, to we're, we're first year yeah. students, so what do you want us to do about it? You're learning as yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you can't just be mad at us. Like it's not like we're, we're doing it for twenty years. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think I don't know if it's maybe my personal opinion. I feel like it's easier to advertise like an art event mm. because you have access yeah. to so many visuals. Like when yeah, you guys yeah. hit me up for posters or something like that, you've got all your eyes, so you can just go, "Here's the work." You know, mm. go see yeah. their work, and then you can show it off and, and kind That's of. the thing. I mean, we've definitely, especially with making posters. Yeah. Like when, when we make posters and stuff, to to do one for a music event because there's not really any visuals that come along with that until you've actually done it yeah um apart from maybe a band logo yeah, yeah. You've, you've got to really sort of scour for like and like plan out like a color scheme and like what kind of imagery and fonts and things like that you'd like to use that might portray some sense of what the event's going to be like and what the music's going to be like yeah um so like for um your event that the hip-hop sort of yeah. edm one we had sort of like purples, blues, and, like, the font was kind of... Blocky. Blocky, sort of futuristic text. I don't really know how to explain it. Yeah. Um, whereas, sort of, my one, the Valentine's thing, was very much pink and red and, you know, curly font, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But doing ones for this kind of event, because we have the overall general imagery of the, this kind of work and this sort of area of it, we can sort of base it on that, and then, obviously, we can speak to you guys and say hi your stuff on here mm-hmm. then it directly gives people an idea of what's going to be on there because yeah. they're seeing work from the artists themselves which is pretty useful <laughs> that's fair. why why do an alternative art event then i think there was no thought of we're going to find alternative artists it was more here's some cool artists oh wait they're all pretty uh right. not the kind of lincoln artist you would expect i mean when we, we type in lincoln art it would all be like paintings or photos yeah. of the cathedral and like you, you know that kind it, it of. It was yeah. partly that as well, of like just all the, like so many photos. Artists of the around. Hey, we'll literally just draw like the cathedral, cathedral and some yeah, stuff like that. All like the cliche <laughs> stuff, and then yeah. I think it was one well, of the people doing it, Ray. She did a poster for a gig at the Alley Cat, a Crywank gig there, mm-hmm. and I found her art through that, and so I started following her. And that was really like, well, I was like, oh, well, maybe we could do some stuff like this. Because she doesn't have a very normal style. All of her stuff is very, like, she does stuff like the hardcore and power violence scene around here, like, all of their stuff. <laughs> and so it's it's all just, like, messed up. Yeah. Another like, thing you wouldn't expect Lincoln to have. Yeah, like, one of the yeah. paintings recently was, and I quote, Vagina oh, Monster. Oh, well, yeah, the, the Vagina Monster. <laughs> Um, so it, it was just, that was really like the one that like when we were planning it, like, we were like, oh, we could do an art event, and I just like opened up Instagram, and that was yeah, like, the one that I was creating. With. And I was like, oh, maybe we could do like something like this, and from that we found your stuff, like because I think the one that I came across was one of the ones that we used for the 
actual poster. I think yeah, it was the... the Muppets ones. Oh, yeah. yeah, the, yeah. I think it was the Swedish Chef one that I came yeah. across, and I was like, haha, funny, <laughs> like... <laughs> I don't know it was called, to be fair. I don't really know any of the Muppets characters are from, like, Kermit and Miss Piggy, so... Uncultured. Shameful. <laughs> you did a whole I've October seen, on I've Muppets. Seen, I've seen the movies, I've just not really paid attention, because I was like... Movies are the best, though. Yeah. I mean, well, if it involves puppetry, I'm probably... You, you already know that I haven't seen If it's got fine cars in it, it's really amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I guess the alternative thing was, at first, more alternative compared to what most artists tend mm. to do in Lincoln. Yeah. But also, like, some kind of weird, um, like, out there art and stuff like that, uh, more than anything. Because, like... We're not normal people on our course. Yeah. You know, we're not like we're people. All a bit weird. We're not right. people that would go together. Yeah. Like definitely not. No. So yeah. you quite a range of kind of genres. Yeah. Music, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, I've grown up listening to like metal and hardcore and stuff like that. Yeah. But then you've grown up on like Daft Punk. <laughs> yeah, like Fleetwood Mac and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and like our other friend Matt. He's grown up on like purely new metal. He, it he sits seems... there in the corner and there's like drill sounds coming out of his headphones. Like this, that's the kind of guy he is. <laughs> he listens to like Igor and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. But then also like he listens to a lot of like nowadays yeah. like Death Grips and stuff like that. Right. And then those, obviously you yeah. have uh, all these for EDM. And then yeah. Lewis like is just like Guns Lewis just listens to like... Jack Black in a nutshell pretty much. <laughs> he looks like Jack Black. <laughs> he looks so much like Jack Black. <laughs> you just see put that on your day. poster, just yeah. like Jack Black. <laughs> Jack Black is here, kind of. Don't question. Like B-Tech Jack Black. You can pull it off. Yeah. It's Back Jack. Back Jack. <laughs> Stop. Back Jack. <laughs> I mean, so in kind of in terms of your your interest in like events like down the line and what you want to do in the mm. future, do you see yourselves guys doing more of this stuff, or do you think you you'll lend back to doing live music as I mean, more of your focus? I think so. I mean, mm. I know you obviously want to go into like obviously sound and yeah. guitar tech and that kind of thing because that's just what you do and obviously more band stuff I mean I can't exactly speak for you but I know yeah I mainly well focus on like band yeah. stuff like I live mean, sound and stuff I definitely want to go from here and do a lot more stuff like this um, and sort of explore the different stuff that is in the area maybe branch out to other places as well because mm. only focusing on music stuff can be a little difficult in terms of sourcing equipment especially because hiring like a PA on stuff can be expensive when you're poor like when you have no money and don't have a job um, we're college students that yeah. I work four hours a week yeah um, and I got fired so there's that but well. um, so it's just having no money yeah having yeah. no money makes everything yeah, so, expensive so doing sort of like DIY gigs and stuff like that yeah. um, especially for my method I mean my method is very um, planned out and I don't want to say professional because it's, it's not professional it's more it's a lot more to consider than if you were to like put a gig on because mm. obviously the easy way is to just sort of book a venue book out some equipment find some people to come and play it yeah. is that but I like to be a bit more in depth with it and go through obviously health and safety and all, all the all the admin stuff as well and go through it in a big proper planned out way because that's just how my brain works and I prefer having things set out and listed out and yeah. planned out pretty much um but That's another I've... thing we're all very different about. Yeah. She's like very. Planned I was gonna say you're basically like... listing all the things I don't care about as an artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, days are like plan an event and then like plan every little second, yeah. and then there's like me that will plan an event. And I'm just like, oh yeah, just come play. Do what it you want. This yeah. Time. yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I just bum about and work my way through it. That's. I mean, I think it's probably because we've been taught as part of our course to do it in that way, mm-hmm. and I found it a lot easier. I mean, I've 
probably pushed it a little more in terms of organisation just because it my brain doesn't function unless I have every single little thing that needs doing written out perfectly in a list that I could tick off right. and then alter that list and stuff like that. It's really weird. I don't know why why it does it. Um, so I've sort of found this event a little easier to do mm-hmm. because there's mm. obviously not that element of um, hiring out those of like music equipment and stuff like that. When when in the first place, I don't know anything about music equipment. You know, I wouldn't know the first thing about what desk to hire out for a, for what size venue and that kind yeah. of thing. Um, whereas with this, it's mainly you know the main resources we need are like some tables, yeah. some paper and glue, and like some tea and coffee, really. Um, free tea and coffee and tables that's yeah. why you need that yeah. an <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know I, I'd like to branch out and do it more because I find it a really interesting sort of scene to look at mm-hmm. um, and I'm getting a bit sick of music at the moment uh, <laughs> just because we've done it for like three years straight yeah. um, you think you're sick of music you're not playing games <laughs> yeah that's on you that's, a, that, that's your life choice <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you did this to yourself um, yeah. I definitely see myself doing more stuff like this in mm. Lincoln and Trying to network a bit better because I don't really know many people um, outside of college, apart from like you guys now, obviously. Um, so that's kind of what I see myself doing, and obviously working my way up because I'd like to be sort of at a much higher level with it. I mean, my dad proper bugs me about uh, talking to absolutely everybody who might be able to help me get a job and stuff like that. Yeah, um, and I don't blame him, and I, I do appreciate it because it's useful. Um, yeah. But I guess a lot of it comes to like the drive you have for it more than anything yeah I guess because like with my band I'm Mm -hmm. not the one that does like the brunt of the work so our our singer and guitarist Tom Mm -hmm. he's the one that runs like most of the social media the website he'll do merch and stuff like that so with like meeting contacts through gigs and that everything's just sort of like falling into my lap with that because he's the one that's reached out to people and talk to people and it got us gigs and stuff like that. And so meeting other bands that we play with, like we have so many friends, like myself and my band, like so many friends in like the DIY punk scene that mm. we're always just like, oh, do you want to play a gig in X place? And then we can just plan it from there. Yeah. But because it was really me and him that started the band in the way that we did, because we were both like really into like the DIY punk scene at the time, still are, but mm-hmm. really at the time we were. And so we were just like, oh, we could do that. Because <laughs> we both, like, as I said, I've grown up on like metal and that, but also like Sum 41 and Blink-182 and stuff like that. All of the word number bands. Yeah. <laughs> as was the trend in the, <laughs> the 2000s. In like, the 90s and 2000s. Yeah. I think it's good that, I mean, something that I've definitely learned is that like, there is no way to look at you and judge the exact kind of music you listen to. There is no mm. way. Because you look at him and you think like, some hardcore kid, like Slipknot T-shirt, Vans. Condom beanie. This man listens to Neil Diamond. Yeah. And like band, pirate Diamond's music. Band. I call it pirate music. It's really just like folk, but That's it sounds like folk pirate music. music. I listen to like Levelers and that. And they played okay. Levelers once and there was an accordion in it. And she just goes, Why are you listening to pirate music? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like sea shanties. That's what it sounds I, But then okay, they just right. played her like Ale Storm instead. Yeah. And I was like, This is pirate, this is pirate music. music. <laughs> Love pirate music. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I mean, so I mean, in terms of kind of your band and whatnot, like I say, like the DIY punk scene mm. is never, or I mean, at least it had its heyday back in yeah. the day. So, do you oh, ever see it going like bigger? <laughs> <laughs> well, there are a couple of bands in it that are like putting on like real big events. Yeah. Like uh, there is a band called Wonk Unit, mm-hmm. and uh, the mastermind behind it, Alex Wonk, he has 
a festival that he runs every year in like July called Wonkfest. Okay. And he'll basically just like through all of the gigs that he'll go to in a year, he'll just find his favourite bands and just book them for that. And they'll right. do like I can't remember what venue it is, but it's somewhere I think in South London. And it's like a big venue. Mm-hmm. It's like a one thousand cap room. Right. Which is massive for and it'll always sell out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like people will travel from like Glasgow just to go to it. Um yeah, but then there's also like Manchester Punk Festival, which is run by uh, the owners of TNS Records, mm-hmm. Tim and uh, I can't remember his name. I think it's Alan. Something beginning Tim with Alan. A. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, isn't Tim Bevington is, right. he, but he's also a photographer. Mm-hmm. And then the other person who I can't remember the name of. I'm sorry. He, I know him as well. Like yeah. he's a mate. I'm just totally blanking his name. <laughs> but, uh, I said the same earlier. It's fine. Yeah. But like they run Manchester Punk Festival, yeah. which is like the competitor to Rebellion Festival, which is run by, I think, people that have something to, like, Live Nation. Like, that's okay, a yeah, yeah. real festival where they'll get, like, real big headliners. Yeah. As and, opposed like, to a fake festival. Well, you know, like, <laughs> my band is also playing the festival on the same day as uh, our event that... that you can't go to. I, I can't go to. Because you're, like, fair yeah. oh, And it's, like, our guitarists... If, at festival it was for his birthday and then it was yeah it started year. last year because it was like his birthday was on a Saturday and we were like oh festival yeah. <laughs> we put that on but that's what I mean like that is a festival but it's not like comparable to a festival well, I mean it's only all... on its second year yeah like Rebellion's been going for I don't even know how long and that's like I think they always sell it's a five day festival I think I so they always mean. sell out there'll be a headliner each night it, that's in Blackpool Rebellion and yeah. massive venues venues across Blackpool etc and Manchester Punk Festival's the same like massive venues and stuff yeah. like that but then they'll still do like the little venues in Manchester so is it sort of like a city-wide festival sort of thing uh, well, not necessarily city-wide but like well, the yeah, venues you know are like I mean. close to yeah, each yeah. other but so like a multiple venue yeah in the, okay kind of like slam kinda, dunk but... yeah I was going to yeah, say yeah, kind of yeah. similar to 2Q because that's what yeah. they have in Lincoln yeah um, which we worked that's the you first worked, yeah mm-hmm. um, it's because of Leanne she got us in on it um, we're very grateful for that um, and it was only us two that did it I think because Matt couldn't because he was like oh my course yeah yeah mm. um, and at first we went at home uh, and worked there with I can't oh, I can't remember the stage manager's name I feel really bad for it, it was Alex I don't know um, <laughs> and we worked there for a little bit uh, realised how tiny this, the backstage is yeah. it's literally like you come up all of the <laughs> stairs oh, is this it, on the third floor of home it's the main room of home. Okay. Been it's in not there. the loft. The loft right. is the very top room. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I've, I've never been on any um, floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you, obviously you come in, and then you go up a little, like a set of steps, and then another set of steps, then yeah. another, and then the backstage is only sort of from the end of that cabinet to like here maybe. Okay. Um, yeah. And it's all just like LED screens, so it's really warm. Yeah. And it's really cramped. And so it was like, all these artists were coming in with all their stuff and just like piling up. And we had to sort of set this system of like, put your stuff at the back and then move it forward with each band that right. leaves. Yeah. That kind of deal. It, it, um, it, it was literally like, we had two rows of it, one each side. And so it was, this was the next band on stuff. And then that was the band that's just come on or mm-hmm. the one that's just gone on, yeah. So 
they'd take their stuff on, they'd put their stuff there, and there was a door, like, right next to where they take all their stuff, so they drop out there, and then it would all move forward, mm-hmm. next band will come in, etc. I had to tell them I'm off when I was backstage, because yeah. there was, backstage, there's, like, another door that goes into the loft, okay. yeah. uh, up a, like, a little step, it was only, like, a little double doors, and I'd gone in and out, because I'd had to go and get something, or, like, see somebody, um, and then this random man just walked in, and, just I, like backstage and I was stood there, and I looked, and it was really loud, and I was like, you can't come in here, and he just looked at me, like, sort of disgusted and I said on the left and I was like who are you we ended up having to cable tie that yeah. we just put a cable tie because people kept it. coming in we were like people wander through does I used yeah. to work in a kitchen that's only how doors work which attached to a dance floor <laughs> yeah. and like at night it would become a dance floor so I'd be cleaning down the kitchen the amount of people would just wander into a kitchen from a dance floor yeah. and like, what are you doing <laughs> yeah. it was like he just walked in and I was like who are you go away and he was yeah. like oh. and I, I only assumed he was like not working there because he had a pint Right. So we were like, well, you can't, you can't be part of one of us guys. There's only three of us, and we're all like children. Right. Um, we're all over eighteen. Yeah, yeah. but compared to like some older guys. Yeah. Um, and then we dipped for like three hours because they forgot to make my kebab at the kebab shop. Um, I won't, I won't name the place. Uh, but you also like accidentally stole a pizza. I'm not allowed to go back. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because. Well, they haven't said that. You just don't want to. Yeah, you still want that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to like, go in there and they recognise me and they'd be like, "You didn't pay last time." It wasn't your fault. You didn't realise. Yeah, until they, me. <laughs> went in there, ordered the pizza, put my card in, yeah. scanned it, ate my pizza, left. Right. I mean, you stayed and ate a pizza yeah. without yeah, getting charged. In That's there. their fault. They didn't <laughs> stop me. And then I got a notification on my phone saying that my card was rejected there. <laughs> my card was just like rejected and they didn't care yeah so no, it was just like it's like what three quid to them <laughs> I mean when we um, did do we dipped for like three hours because he ordered a pizza got it ate it I was still waiting for my kebab right. went to them and I was like so like where's my kebab and they were like what do you mean your kebab and I was like you took my order yeah. but it was some random other guy who like never came back like he, yeah, we've he, never, he we never seen never them before. We've never, never seen them right. since. And it was because I mean, the guy who we usually who usually serves us, he was there. And he spoke to me. He was like, "Was it by card?" And I was like, "No, it was by cash." And he was like, "Right," because because obviously you can trace yeah, it on the yeah. card. So I was like, "Can I just like have it anyway?" And they're like, "Yeah, fine." So they gave it to me, and it was like cold and like yeah. sad, really sad kebab. So I, I had that sadly, and then we went to um, Alley Cat to see your co-workers band. Yeah, my co-workers band, which is quite weird. Um, uh, and then we got pulled up for like a BBC introducing thing. Hmm. Which we never heard the interview. We, never... we, we got <laughs> interviewed and then we just completely forgot. Yeah. yeah. So, and we can't find it, so I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember what we were talking about, really. I don't know. Um, the interview. She was, asking, she was asking us about, because you mentioned that you knew uh, Dave, so she was asking us about yeah. that. Um, and then we went to the engine shed. So we did some bits of the engine shed for the rest of the night, which was pretty cool. Nice. Considering like, that's like the biggest venue that I've ever like. It's a shit hot venue. For, that was like, well, it's for the me, only venue. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was there and I was like sending pictures to my dad from backstage. I was like, Dad, I want to look at this. And he was like, Wow, that's really cool. Because yeah. I just send him pictures of like everything I ever do. I just. You take pictures of everything. I'll just take like one. Yeah. Like, I took two when we were in uh, Engine Shed yeah. and one when we were in home. And one of. Uh, the one that I just sent from home was like a picture of the crowd. Like. 
venue was completely full. Yeah. Sent it to like my siblings' group chat. I just put my office for the night, and then just my brother replied with, "Is that home?" Because <laughs> my brother works like security right. in Lincoln, and so he knows like, he was one of the head doorman at home for yeah. years. So it was like. Why are you at home? <laughs> but then, I've got some really horrible pictures of you from backstage there. Because yeah. <laughs> you, you were pulling this face and it was blurry, so you were just like this horrible monster and it was really scary. I um, think there was only like three pictures of me taken and all of them were just like me picking up a guitar cap. Yeah, yeah. or you like <laughs> doing some sh- stupid bullshit like you usually do in photos. Um, there's no nice photos of you. Uh, no, I mean, no one ever gets nice photos when you're working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I just saw them working. I don't remember <laughs> thinking about how I probably, we probably could have done the lights a bit better at the engine shed. Like, we sound like a bit of a dick saying that, but I mean, the colour bands are really wonky and cable yeah. management wasn't the best. I mean, um, if you're in the audience, you don't notice these yeah, things. Yeah, you don't notice, but... I'm you're half caught just like here. I do know the lighting engineer. <laughs> 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 Telling me he's not good. I will. I don't, I don't mean that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Luke is a nice guy. Yeah. From everything's good, fuck this guy. I'm allowed to say fuck Luke because I've known him all my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, um, it was mainly just I was looking and I was like, oh, those cables are like, they mm. look like a nightmare to untangle. So I was sitting mm. there like complaining. And then they brought down like a flown truss and the, the moving heads are like this big compared to our little. Yeah, little, right. So we, we have like. Not necessarily entry level, but full lights, mm-hmm. entry level stuff. Yeah. Oh, and they're still like 500 quid. But. This industry's like, expensive. Our, <laughs> our, color, like, our moving heads, even, are like maybe that big on the base and okay. then that tall. Yeah. Yeah, they're not that tall, they're like that tall. Uh, anyway. <laughs> but <laughs> <theirs>, <laughs> they, they brought theirs down and it was probably like a bit smaller than this table. Yeah. It was ridiculous. We were just like. You know, yeah. I was talking. I was messaging Luke the day after, and he was like, "Oh yeah, those are a couple grand each." Who's like, imagine having that much money? I've been through that with um, film equipment and lights and yeah. stuff. And you like, you start filming, you go through uni, and you're like, "Yeah, I've got these cameras," and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And then you go to a set, and you're like, "Cool, so there's a car which is having to carry that camera around because yeah. no one else can lift it." And I'm yeah. like, amateur level. So I mean, you guys mentioned two Q engine shed and stuff like that. I mean, we'll round this out. What kind of stuff do you want to see? Like, or what do you want to do in Lincoln for the next year or so? I mean, you got 2020 to go. Def- definitely <laughs> the same kind of stuff. I'd like to yeah. do it again. And maybe uh, check out some of the other venues or maybe even go back to Engine Shed. Because, I mean, we kind of got told to get out of the way towards the end because the headliner <laughs> came on and we were just, like, bumping The headliner back. had all, like, their own crew. Because, obviously, right, not, not like, because of them, but when you have your own functioning team mm. at a venue... Yeah. You, you go into that routine and you go into that work mindset yeah. so you're not used to having these other people you have to kind of look after through it and tell them what to do all the time mm-hmm. and that kind mm-hmm. of thing so like look guys no hard feelings we kind of need to like snap into this so yeah. they were obviously just doing stuff automatically while we were just like watching them do so we sort of left and then just like yeah. went home uh, after that but we did run into Leanne she was like we, rather, yeah. rather drunk outside of Mika um so that was that but in future I'd definitely like to do it again yeah. um, just and definitely get more hands on with it one one thing I do regret is not getting more involved because mm-hmm. I mean something that tends to happen sort of in general is like you with the sounds about the lights you kind of yeah. just jump into it you just like fall into you it ju- you just do it and then yeah. I'm still there like can I do something you're like yeah sure wait let me do this and then just keep doing it and it's like right. thanks yeah. um, it becomes no quicker to do it yeah. uh, <laughs> um 
I would like to get a bit more and ask more questions because I felt really annoying asking questions, but sometimes yeah. you have to feel annoying to learn anything. Um, and just do more of the tech because I am not the best tech whiz when it comes to events and stuff mm -hmm. um, as much as I do enjoy it. So I'd like to get a bit more know-how on it and actually become a little more confident with it because I'm not confident that I can just go somewhere and start doing the tech mm -hmm. on my own and I'd like to get to that level. So that's definitely something I want to work on. Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I just go through life as it happens. Like, I mean, do you want to see like the, the punk scene better represented in Lincoln? I, there is no punk scene in Lincoln, really. <laughs> do you want to bring there, it to Lincoln? There is a really good, like... <laughs> hardcore and metal scene that in Lincoln but yeah. that's about it there is like two promoters in Lincoln that are like notable yeah. all the rest are just like they just work in the pub that they're putting the gig on it so yeah. there's like uh, Fenlon Hardcore and Sad Goblin and they're both like the promoters mm -hmm. which like they do a lot of like hardcore emo like that sort of sound mm -hmm. but like punk isn't really represented that much in Lincoln for whatever reason I just don't I, I just think it's not much of a thing in it Lincoln. didn't really take mm. off here I think I don't I mean Lincoln's very it's very conservative yeah. as a place so I mean like even with like artwork and stuff like you say the the, the face of Lincoln is landscape paintings mm. and cathedral paintings it's and photographs of the Brayford so the, the most I mean you, you think Lincoln you think the cathedral and the mm. castle and stuff like that and the Brayford you don't think of the individual scenes within it. Whereas if I were mm. to think Nottingham, I would yeah. think those kind of scenes. Um, so I think we've sort of been held back a little with the placement, not just because it's a pretty small city to be in yeah. um, and pretty in the middle of nowhere compared to other places, but it has that sort of overarching imagery that people think of already. Mm -hmm. So to, to change that, would it's I wouldn't say impossible, but it's very difficult. You can't really, yeah. you can't really take away from the cathedral and say, "Oh yeah, check out these punk guys." You I, mean, know what do, I mean, do you guys want that challenge though? I guess is, is the it's question. Definitely it's like, a challenge. I would like yeah. to see a lot more yeah. diversity in terms of the kind of stuff that goes on here. There's, it's all very like stereotypical city stuff, I'm sure as you know around here. Yeah, um, I mean, we spoke about it recently. I can't remember if it was Tommy we were speaking to. I'm not sure. Um, talking about how Lincoln has always been very industrial. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously. Um, a lot of factories and that kind of thing and big businesses coming in but it's been shifting recently more into the arts and that kind of thing there's been a lot more stuff to do with that um coming into lincoln so i think to be going into the industry whilst that's happening is a real advantage because then we can push that a bit more we can start doing stuff like that and not have to worry too much about it being completely new because it's already being introduced mm -hmm. um which i think is a little bit of an advantage with the event as well because if all goes well fingers crossed um it could help to further that a little, which is kind of what we're hoping as well. The whole yeah. idea is to promote the local art scene and like, that kind of thing. We're doing that at Manchester to the Future as well, which is... I think they said it was council-funded yeah. for three years. Yeah. And this year is their last year. Yeah. That they're closing up in, I think they said, October. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which October is time. really sad that like they've sort of like peaked now. I think they're hoping <laughs> that the next people to take on the building will do yeah. something similar rather than just turn into like another office building. Yeah. Um, because that is the risk when when uh, creators move out of a building, there is the risk that someone will come in and just take it over as like office or business yeah. or whatever. Mm. It's like, nobody wants that. I mean... People want something more interesting that they can go and see. I think that building as well, I mean, prior to them, was just empty anyway. Yeah. yeah. It's like, because you've got that hotel next door, which is yeah. derelict. Yeah, it's, like... it's all... Um, 
I mean, I think there's a, it's like a massive building, but mm. they said there's the smaller one, which we're using. Mm-hmm. And then the building next door is also them, but it's kind of more corporate based. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they definitely could use that space a lot better in terms of creative stuff. Yeah. Um, I think that would really help. Um, but yeah, I would like to see a lot more moving away from the, the general sort of conservative business sort of side of Lincoln mm-hmm. and that sort of idea of it and into... It's it's weird to describe, but a lot more younger people mm. are coming from other places into Lincoln, yeah. um, and with them they're bringing these these things from other cities and other places, which could be really beneficial to Lincoln and not just the same set idea of what we have here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'd say it's kind of the way to say it is. I look at kind of your generations as the ones who, if you come in and do it from early on, like from your yeah. age and keep it going and that's yeah. that's always the challenge like i've been through uni i've seen this essentially this cycle go three times or so but it's like you say much of the future is that for three years disappears yeah yeah you know if something comes along disappears i think frequency festival digital arts festival is yeah. the only one which is like consistent yeah so if you can come in fairly early on with that challenge in mind yeah. and think i'm going to stay here five six years do something long term. Yeah, you'll benefit much. You more definitely from need it. more long term because a lot yeah. of the stuff. I mean, they're even talking about getting rid of the usher, making yeah. it like yeah. who cares about a wedding venue when you've got an art gallery with so much amazing stuff around it. It take it's with usher as well. It's like it's there is amazing art inside it, but then it's just like nice. There's plants nice and all that. It's just a whole be, nice but, place to be. But, like, it's free to go in as well. So mm-hmm. like, if you're just there chilling, you can do a bit art. Just go and I'll show it for ten minutes. Yeah. Even if you've been, I've been there a couple of times, but I still like want to go in there again. Yeah. Because there's still just like, it's a, just a great place to be. It is a shame when everything that comes that's new and exciting mm-hmm. then goes. Yeah. yeah. And then goes somewhere else, so like a bigger city. That's that's another issue with being a small city. Yeah. You know, as cool as Lincoln is, um, it's a small city, so people will come to start out, and then once they progress a bit, they'll go somewhere else. They'll go to yeah. Nottingham or, or even London. They'll come yeah. for however long their course is, yeah. go back to wherever, and then, they like, but then there's like people like that are our age that are like just getting their first like house share outside, which will always be Lincoln. Yeah. But then after like maybe two years of living here, they'll move somewhere else. So it's sort of like the age demographic in Lincoln always seems to be like up to like eighteen to twenty five. Mm-hmm. And then thirty plus. <laughs> it's like the people that have just bought a house. Yeah, so. yeah twenty three to twenty six, and you're like, you know, what? I should probably get out of Lincoln. Just get out yeah. of Lincoln. You know, finished what I'm doing. But then people like come back because yeah. it's cheap it's to live. Yeah, it's cheap. <laughs> I think it depends. I mean, we obviously come from places where you don't have all the stuff that a city has. Yeah. I mean, especially me. I mean, I live in like a little village in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, so the thought of moving to Lincoln in the next few years. Even though I've been coming for the few, like the past few years, it is a quite an exciting idea because mm. there's so much in Lincoln that I don't have. Yeah. Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's obviously that thought, but also like I have to think, am I going to get sick of it after a few years? Because I don't want to like stop buying something or start renting and then get sick of it. Mm. I guess it's that fear of wasting money more than anything. I mean, obviously because. Not everybody has like a bunch of money they can just do stuff with. Yeah. Um, so you don't want to waste money on something if it turns out to not be the right decision. But sometimes you kind of have to to yeah. figure it out. Go take that risk. Mm. I mean, I think I'd probably move to Lincoln and then just like go find a house and like yeah. 
the middle of nowhere and just live there until I'm like dead. It's, <laughs> a, it's, it's a good. That's why like the demographic is like twenty five because it's like yeah. it's a good halfway place. It's good to like. Mm. It can be your first flat mm-hmm. out, and then you can move to like Nottingham or like a big city or get an actual yeah. house somewhere. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my neighbours being my neighbours, <laughs> as such. I mean, they're students as well, but oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> different kind of students. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll, we'll call that as a nice place to round out. Yeah. yeah. Let's say thank you for coming, guys. Thank you very much for having us. Good luck with the event, which will have happened, but yeah. it will have happened. Yeah. Yes. Anything else you need to promote, just you know, fling it our way. And all Please whatnot. come to our event. Please. We're really relying on people coming to it. <laughs> we have. Oh no, this is mine. Another. Happening. We do have another event after this. Depend on when this comes out. Ooh, yeah. When is it? We have a event on. Is it the first of May? I, th- I got it. It's like first early of May. May. Something like that. Okay. That is in uh, Ingemarls. Right. At uh, Scallywags, which is in Fancy Island. Okay. And it's like a. I've been there in years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a music event. For, for like music from films, okay, not like orchestral pieces and stuff like like we've all, got sort the, of the, a, the John Hughes films, like all the songs from that, so like yeah, Pretty yeah, Pink yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. Like, we've got like a big oh. band of students. Okay. I think it's from like the college. fourteen or fifteen people. Yeah, it was meant to be twelve, but then that didn't work out. Um, <laughs> and we've got this whole massive spreadsheet of songs we've still got to sort through. Um, There's eighty odd songs. Yeah. And we need, like, how do you, we need like 30, so... <laughs> we tried that, we were like... Just oh, put yeah. it on a shuffle, hopefully. <laughs> we're, we're, go, we're going for sort of, um, like, medleys of, like, 80s yeah. movie songs and stuff. Okay. We're going for ones that people will know, so yeah. not anything that's, like... You'd th- hear it and think, what the hell is this? Like, mm-hmm. you'd think it, h- hear it and think the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like pop culture icons and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff like um, Which, Footloose and that kind of thing. We, we weren't allowed Cantina theme, and I'm so very sad about that. I mean, I'd be happy about that if I was an event. <laughs> There's no yeah. lyrics. There's what like, would you do? Even so. We've got like four vocalists. <laughs> we have so Just do it, put it on as the clearing out music. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's like, I just want like a break and then the band just start playing a canty. I'm going to ask them to do it. <laughs> and with that to look forward to, we'll call it. Stop talking. Nice. Cool. We'll encourage you guys to go. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you very much. Talk to these guys later. Yes. How do I talk about